as always uh, we're riding in a truck and uh, we're going through Indiana right now and uh, we got a special guest with us today let's jump right into it uh, Austin why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us about how in the world you got yourself wrapped up into this <laughs> hey everyone this is Austin uh, I've been with Finning for about two years now um, the warehouse manager uh, take care of all the inventory the shipping receiving um, overlook the stock orders and everything else uh, just here along with the ride today mm -hmm. yeah so we are on our way back from a two and a half day adventure we went out to Bloomington Illinois for the dealer mind summit uh, it's a dealer training session where they talk about all kinds of good topics and uh, this year the topic was sales management so we've got Cody over here in the passenger seat yep um, and uh, of course myself and then Austin we came out uh, we figured there was something that that we could learn and and we sure did uh, Cody why don't you recap your opinion on on the sessions um yeah it was uh there's definitely a good aspect. I need to grab my notes here, but uh, yeah, we just we kind of you took notes. I did. I okay. did. Uh, we there were a couple of good speakers. Um, there was this Englishman that they had a Ford dealership and it was on the verge of going bankrupt, and he acquired the dealership whenever he was 28 and had to turn it around in six months to make it profitable otherwise the bank was going to declare bankruptcy on them so he kind of told us his story on how they got out of that a little bit and um it, it's just neat they always have you know different little concepts to help you be a little bit more aggressive not necessarily aggressive but uh market marketable in the uh ag equipment game and how you can apply that to your dealership so um, there, we you know we talked about uh, you know online uh, online sales and um, a little bit of everything uh, mergers you know uh, they talked about you know how how some of these bigger companies are having to merge in order to stay afloat or you know get bigger in that aspect versus buying it's more along the lines of how you can keep your money clear and stuff like that and it's a merger standpoint from a dealer perspective side of things so yeah it's a it's a great event i don't know how many uh dealer representatives there were there there had to be i don't know a few hundred people i think kim said there were 71 dealerships okay like a total were. of like 375 people mm -hmm. yeah 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 great turnout mm -hmm. um it actually sold out yeah awesome speakers mm -hmm. um there i i saw a bunch of guys from bain welker there mm -hmm. um i seen a fellow from koenig there uh who um who's that we other? met a guy from ohio ag equipment yep yep up, that's up who near, i was gonna bring up he was from up near our nova store mm-hmm um yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of good guys coming all together to uh, kick around some <coughs> topics, stuff they're dealing with, and uh, different ways to improve. And uh, we're going to go back home with a notebook full of, of things to potentially implement uh, at our dealership to make things more efficient, faster, and, and better for the customer. Um, 
Austin, why don't you dig more into uh, uh, how long, you, I think you mentioned how long you've been with us, but dig more into your role and uh, and what what your history is and, and what everything about Austin. Yeah, I've only been out here for about two years, never had any agriculture background, uh, so it was a huge change of game for me. Um, I did six years in the Marine Corps Reserve. I uh, got to travel a couple places and see some nice things. But uh, yeah, coming out here, it's just a different eye opener. It's a different industry. Um, basically, all the shipping comes out of our warehouse. I'm normally the one that packs it up and shipping to the customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking care of the customers, I do all the walk ins, you know, making sure that their orders are correct. Uh, even started doing some of uh taking some phone calls for customers kind of take all that off you guys if you guys are out on the road and busy and uh seeing customers uh just trying to step up a little bit more and uh make it easier on everybody yeah austin's been a a kind of a liaison i guess to us sales guys in a way you know if we have a customer coming to pick something up or something like that and we're not there Austin's basically taking the reins on being able to uh, you know customer walks in with a leaky pump or something like that Austin's learning the parts uh, well enough to be able to easily troubleshoot that he works real close with all of our vendors um, and stuff like that so a lot of you guys if you've been uh, to the location there at St. Anthony um, that's where all of our parts inventory still is uh maybe you've met austin he was there at the field day uh if you got some parts there you you've likely ran into austin or if you've received a package uh in the last uh couple years you know austin boxed it up so uh if it looked like it got ran over by a semi when it got to you we can blame him no, yeah, no, or, or, or if you're you. missing parts yeah that was his fault so <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't count over five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Running out of appendages, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what do you think has been like the biggest cha- challenge for you, Austin, as you get acquainted with, with what we're doing, just, you know, jumping into it? Uh, a lot of the tooling, you know, uh, it's a struggle trying to figure out what people need. You know, uh, there for a little bit, I was a little bit better with it because I was able to watch a shop guys put a, together a salver tool. I was able to see what they needed. But now that we're in two different locations, it's a lot harder. I don't see that. I don't, I'm not there asking questions, you know, like how many blades are on a Halo VRT. I, I have no idea. You know, yeah. it's, it's all depending on the, the size of everything. So, and it's, it's a little bit of a struggle. But uh, I would say definitely finding out the right quantity of everything um just digging deeper on the tools tillage is one of my weaker ones normally you guys handle all the tillage mm-hmm. so when it comes to the customer needing a part yeah it's a definitely a struggle and uh same with hardy i mean hardy i don't know how many times i've been on the phone with tammy like tammy i don't know you're, you're the hardy guru yeah <laughs> tell me what i need <laughs> yep well, you know, I, I always say you don't you don't need really need to know much of anything. You just need to know who to call mm-hmm. and uh, having the resources available uh, to do that is uh, is pretty big. So, you know, we've, of course, used a lot of the 
the manuals and and resources that we need to use to get to get the correct parts in um on a day-to-day -day basis uh austin why don't you walk through what kind of stuff you'll get into as far as shipping and receiving and and doing inventory counts why don't you talk about what it all entails managing uh thousands of parts yeah it, it's uh it's definitely a busy time out there uh even when it's slow it's not slow uh right now we're a little bit of our slower time but you know there was a 30 page report of that we're doing right now on bin locations and you know trying to figure out where everything's at and you see some of these part numbers it's like i've never even seen that before yeah <laughs> you know and it's it's definitely a struggle i mean uh i mean like here we are doing an fe4r and i've never pulled anything for an fe4r before and it's it's definitely a challenging time and uh even for the guys that have done it because they don't do them very often right? yeah so uh but yeah it's definitely a very busy time um you know we can get uh 100 piece order from yetter well here it is it's broken down into a kit and hey you got 100 pieces of everything but there's 12 different pieces that go with it so Mm -hmm. You're looking at a whole day of counting and then dealing with customers walking in, uh, unloading another truck, then receiving parts in for um, UPS. You know, uh, being a one-man team out there, it, it definitely is a struggle sometimes. But, uh, you know, Lydia's been out there helping out quite a bit, doing a lot of the counting and everything else. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people overlook what it takes to manage inventory. I mean... We talked about it a lot between the three of us the last few days that, you know, your cash is tied up in inventory. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, inventory is a little different than whole goods. You know, for example, a lot of these salford tools and spreaders and larger inventory items, we get uh, some, some rope, I call it, from the manufacturers uh you know it can sit on our lot for for months at a time before it's actually due to the manufacturer the invoice that is parts on the other hand are different you order parts you're going to get an invoice with it and you're going to have to write a check and and pretty soon um any cash that you've made is now sitting on your shelf in a part and so that's where it becomes crucial to have a good computer system a good labeling system a good organizational system because uh you're in a way that parts warehouse is is a bank in a way because you've got cash tied up on the shelves uh in that inventory so you've got to manage it you've got to make sure that you can find it and when a customer needs it that uh that you can get it to him because in in our uh role where we're at we we try to stay pretty heavy on parts inventory because we know how crucial it is to keep a customer up and running so uh a big part of what austin does is not only ship and receive but keeping track of that stuff where did it go are we low do we need to order more mm -hmm. um yeah keeping track of all the history i mean this year with uh, the parallel linkage arms you know as soon as they were coming in we would get 10 of them in there was 13 of them going off the shelf mm -hmm. uh, that was a big struggle right there um, but yeah it's it's just going off the history of everything and it's and it's hard 
to even look at the history because you know this year was so dry right you know last year or the year before that we weren't even i think we only sold maybe 10 of those parallel linkage arms right, right. yep every every year's different you know um one year you'll sell 50 the next year you'll sell five and so it's like well where do we need to be and uh we always want to keep ample amounts of stuff because you know we we preach all year long that we offer the sales the knowledge and the support uh for customers and if you don't have the products that they need when it's go time uh it, it's hard to uh to be able to keep customers running that's a big part of what we do mm-hmm. um so um it, and it it's kind of a struggle in a way to where if you don't have the part you feel like you've let that customer down and you're just like uh you know in you're like, well, I, I don't have it. And, well, it's like, well, whenever you sold this to me, you said that you are going to have it. And I was like, well, you know, there are some other factors that go into that. You know, I'm not the only, you know, you're not the only one that I've sold this particular part to. And it just, it happened to be that we ran out here the other day and we got them on order. They're coming. But we, we try to do the best job that we can on staying ahead of that and, you know austin does a very good job of trying to keep track of all that information as far as what needs ordered and stuff like that so kudos to to you on that thank you Mm -hmm. and and luckily you know we we typically have something that we can make a part work on Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's we may not have that one parallel arm but we've got a complete unit right you know so it's pretty rare that that a guy's really truly down and out mm-hmm. for quite some time yeah i mean i would say the average turnaround i mean we can get a guy if he calls i mean i would say within at least 24 hours we can get him back up and running if not sooner than that yeah pretty easily mm-hmm. um austin why don't you talk a little bit about the transition into Wabash and and what what that's going to look like here in a couple of years when we get that place up and rolling. Oh, I'm very excited about that. I think it's going to help out a lot with our inventory. Uh, we'll be able to be more organized, uh, have a better idea, keep everything together. I mean, if it's a if it's a Magnum part, it's going to be right there with the Magnum part. You're not walking, you know, 700 different steps to get four different parts mm-hmm. uh, I think that'll be very beneficial uh, definitely a lot more room everything's gonna be a lot more stuff's gonna be inside it's no trying to guess how oh, is it out back somewhere well where is it at is it down at Wallbash? is it down here in the warehouse so uh, it'll definitely be a lot easier right now it's definitely very challenging you have you know some parts down at Wallbash. <coughs> excuse me have some parts down at Wallbash. you still have some parts at the farm and then, you know, you still got units sitting out back. It's it's hard to keep track of all that. Mm-hmm. So definitely having the more space, uh, we're looking to get it real organized, um, a lot more, a lot more friendly, uh, basically to where everything's going to be labeled. Yeah, yeah. Just having that extra square footage uh, will be able to allow us to stretch things out, kind of start fresh from an organizational standpoint, and so. Uh, I know dad said they're going to come down or the, the construction crew is going to be in there tomorrow doing some sandblasting and stuff. Mm-hmm. So sounds like that's going to, that project's going to keep rolling. And it's nothing that we need to, uh, 
you know push the pedal on because i want to take it nice and slow and make sure it gets done right yeah you know the first time and so it it'll take some time but uh it'll save a lot of time when it's up so um you know we need to get in there tomorrow when that construction crew is in there and make sure that they know where that drive through is going to go mm-hmm. oh yeah that drive through window <laughs> yeah well i think we it needs to be like a carry out we just need to have a drive through bay so when customers roll in they can just have their parts drive right in through that'd be pretty sweet wouldn't it oh yeah that'd be all awesome. about this and we'll have to we'll have to see if we can pull some strings on that <laughs> that'd be pretty dang handy I mean, we've got the ice cream machine up and running. Uh, I think we can have a drive-through parts. We're gonna give a Dairy Queen a run for their money. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, get get an ice cream cone and and some Salford blades. Yeah, you for know, sure. All in one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, we're not handing out seventy Salford blades through the window. Right. <laughs> that would be a struggle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I think. I think just with all of that, you know, trying to take it slow, granted growth is a very crucial issue as far as whenever your uh, company is growing at the rate that we are and trying to take it slow and make sure that it's right for years to come will be probably the most crucial part of that whole, uh, you know, acquiring that asset as far as building us as a company. I think yeah so taking your time on it making sure that it's right making sure that it's kind of a foolproof system to help everybody not only just Austin but all of us as far as a team and that you know that's the whole point with that so yeah um, we want to get it to where if, if, if somebody's not in the warehouse if if need be one of the office ladies can look up that part number and go right straight to that location mm-hmm. and know exactly where it's at yep mm-hmm Yep. Yeah, the computer systems play the other crucial role into what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Austin, whenever you got hired, did you ever think it would be anything like this? Uh, no, I knew it was going to be a challenge, and I mean, I-, I love challenges. So it was definitely a challenge coming in. Um, but, I mean, just like you, Cody was saying, the growth. I mean, just in the past two years of me coming in, it's crazy of how much we have grown you know uh our customer base i think they just did a report the other day that there's only one state that we have not shipped to and it's been nevada mm-hmm. interesting i didn't know that yeah that's the only state in the united states that we have not shipped to hmm. we've shipped to hawaii and alaska yes we have really yep did not know that cool hmm. so cool. yeah it's definitely been it's been different it's been a challenge i mean you know with how dry we were this year i mean it was slammed this spring uh going into summer it's been it's been busy you know uh in here a couple years ago we were real big on the cover crop seeders and it's kind of died down a little bit more but you know it's nice to have that little bit of a die down like we're doing that report right now and uh trying to get everything figured out where it's at yeah because you know this summertime is always a little bit slower for us but uh it's going to heat up here real quick as we approach uh fall i mean we've already started to ship out some devastators Mm -hmm. and that deal is going to keep cruising right on as we get into fall time here and and combines start rolling yeah i mean we're we're already here we're 
the beginning part of August, you know, today's August 2nd. I mean, here in about a month and a half, I mean, guys are going to start harvest, at least in the southern part of the state. Right. Yep. So, you know, it, it'll it'll heat back up here real quick, and it'll be here before we know it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't seem like that it takes, you know, a month seems like it's a, a decent amount of time to get prepared and everything else and whatnot, but... You know, you look at that time period, you know, uh, a week can fly by pretty quick, especially if you've got a couple of service calls and a couple of trades and uh, a few of these to go look at and deliver some parts. And well, before you know it, the the month's over with. Yeah, basically you wake up and here you are. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in September already. Yep. And, and, you know, we've got field days coming up that we're going to be at. So it's, it's going to be a couple of crucial days where you know it's going to be burnt up and then bang before you know it it, here's farm science and it's the third week of september right yep it's going to roll right on through Mm -hmm. um what do you think that you enjoy the most out of it austin uh the customer interaction and uh and, and learning i mean yeah it's I worked at a factory for seven years and it was doing the same thing every day and every every day out here is different you know it's there's no days the same um, and it's nice to be able to learn new things every day you know it's uh, looking through the manuals trying to figure out a part you know learning more about the Hardys learning more about Salfords and all that it's definitely it's nice to have a break of uh, the uh, complacency every day in right doing a factory job right yeah it, it'll definitely keep you on your toes oh, there's it does. there's no two days the same that's for sure and uh and i definitely get my steps in every day that's for sure yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's good yeah i i figured you know in there there's plenty of walking around to be done or running whatever you want to call it um what uh how many little ones you got i got two i got a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son well uh four-year-old's about to turn five here next week okay yeah so if you didn't get your steps in at the warehouse someday that you'll go home and get them in oh usually yeah with it being nice out there bike rides and everything else going on so yeah they i think i might run a little bit more at home than what i do at work (laughs) i think i walk more at work but yeah, they keep me on my toes too. Yeah. At least when you go home, you only have to count to two. <laughs> oh, there's one. Oh, where's the other? Oh, there, there she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, still hard time or hard to count to two sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's believe. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Ask Cody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's been a a good week out here. I think we learned. Uh, quite a bit of different things that we can take back home to the dealership and I think they've been having that dealer summit for I don't know I think six or seven years I think years. this was the sixth annual one yeah and uh, yeah it's there's always something to to learn like if if you look at our dealership a lot of fundamentals and, and basis of what we do we've learned from that and and taken back to the dealership and tried to implement it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, for anyone who's listening out there from a dealership, 
Um, if you haven't gone to one of those dealer mind summits, I highly suggest it. It's, uh, it offers so much insight. Um, you meet so many people that are just like yourself. They fight the same fight and, and struggles every day. And, and, uh, a lot of them have got some really good, uh, insights mm -hmm. onto uh what's going on in their world and uh and it's probably the same struggle that, that you're fighting so there's a lot of tips you can pick up and bring home so yeah and it i don't think it matters how big your dealership is it's pretty well molded to try to fit every type of dealership that is out there whether you're a two-store mom and pop ran operation or if you're a you know 40 store operation going across seven different states it, it's it's implemented for everyone so uh, i think if you do go you definitely pick up things that you can definitely take home and implement into your dealership not just on a bigger commercial uh, standpoint as far as being in a bigger uh you know corporate mindset state of mind yeah, like how we talked last night of, you know, this was basically more of point pinpointed at sales. Right. But there was a lot of good information even out there for mm -hmm. even it, the parts guys. I mean, yeah, we learned a lot there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's definitely nice to, to learn more than, you know, I don't ever see what goes on on the sales side, really. You know, it's just whatever in and out of that warehouse. Yeah. But there's a lot that goes on and, yeah, even... I learned quite a bit out there, even doing sales. Mm -hmm. Well, like I've said before, you know, no matter what role you're in, you're you're always selling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's the girls in the office picking up the phone, you know, it's how you treat the customer. You're always promoting the business in a positive fashion. So, in a in a roundabout way, everyone's in a sales position um, because, you know, the service guys if if they're not fixing stuff the right way or treating the customers right you know it's going to be pretty hard to sell to them again so everyone's in a some sort of a sales position uh, and everyone you know sales is is uh you know sure the salesmen are the front line with the customers but in order to sell something to that customer, it takes everyone behind them. Yeah, you know, exactly. it, it takes the guys in the warehouse, it takes the guys in the shop, the girls in the office. Everyone has to be clicking. Mm -hmm. um, and to, it all and it does it doesn't even stop within the dealership too. It it also it expands out to you you know your territory reps for the companies that you represent as well. So it it's not just the dealership. There are also other you know there are also other hands in the table that help push you along to help get you to where you're at to help you sell that piece or you know it it doesn't really matter what it is but if you got a good support team and you're able to have success with it you've got good people around you it, that you're you're just setting yourself up for success correct mm -hmm. yep yeah it, it takes everyone everyone's mm -hmm. got to be rowing the boat and not only rowing the boat but in the same direction mm -hmm. and uh that's what we try to keep going you know we're always we're pushing we're fast paced and uh we don't we don't slow down 
and um, that, I think that's a big part of what sets us apart as a dealership mm-hmm. is uh, our aggressiveness in in our our sales and in our inventory and our service I mean we a customer calls and eating something we we don't hesitate one bit to, to either troubleshoot them over the phone mm-hmm. if we're unsuccessful at that we're we're jumping in an ambulance or or the service truck and we're on the road mm-hmm. heading heading their way to to get that thing tackled because you can't let an issue fester out there for a while it'll it'll uh it'll really take its toll on everyone if that happens mm-hmm. no and i mean even from the part standpoint it, i think it's within a couple hours i mean from you calling in that order it's within a couple hours it's shipping out mm-hmm. you know that same day <clears throat> yep that's that's a big part of it too i've had a lot of customers comment on you know holy cow i just ordered that thing yesterday at three o'clock and and here it is 10 30 the next morning and i've got it um so that's that's big you know we don't we we get it pushed out the door get it to the customer and and they can put it to work and keep rolling because mm-hmm. uh that's the name of the game the the windows of planning harvest and side dress are too short to to let stuff hang around and, and not get pushed out the door yeah for sure um overall driving uh we took a different way back than what we did there that way we could do a nice crop tour mm-hmm. look and uh really i haven't seen any place that's burn up no not not burn up by any means i mean there are definitely sections of the states that look better than others but overall i think everybody's still from from what we've at least seen i think everybody is going to be i wouldn't say well off but they'll at least be able to average a decent yield this year i think so i mean uh, I saw a few places that were burnt up. Mm-hmm. It was pretty short-lived. Yep. Um, but most places, the grass is green. It's been mowed recently. Um, so hopefully that can carry through August. I know, uh, you know, so we traveled to Bloomington, Illinois, so it's almost straight west of us, really. Mm-hmm. Um, on the way out, we went down to Indy and over, and on the way back, we took, we're taking 18 across Indiana. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of stuff looks pretty good. I, yeah, I know there have been a lot of fungicide planes buzzing around the the region uh, this week. So mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely that time of year to be putting uh, fungicide on uh, on corn. So yeah, for sure. I didn't see much double crop. Well, I didn't see much wheat to be honest in general out there. Yeah. Um. So I didn't haven't seen much double crop beans. I'm anxious to get home and see what mine look like we got that shot of rain there uh saturday Sunday, saturday yeah mm-hmm. last weekend we got like nine tenths and you know this time of year on double crops that won't carry it too far but um i'll take any little bit so be interesting to see what they look like mm-hmm. when we get back but yep. um yeah so overall a good week i i'm you know i really it, it's really good to get away from the dealership for a few days and do what we're doing because when you get back you get caught up in the tornado yeah you know it you get back and and tomorrow it's going to be 
well, where's this part? I need this, this needs shipped out. And you don't get the time to stop, step back and work on the business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what this week or three days is about is taking a step back and implementing different things to help change the business, make it more efficient. And, uh, that time away is extremely crucial, um, to be able to step back and evaluate some changes that need to be made. So, um, I'm really excited about, you know, every now and then you just gotta get the heck away for a little bit and it'll clear your mind. And when you get back, um, it, it changes the game. Mm-hmm. So that's that'll be good. <clears throat> yeah, I I agree. It's uh, and it's a good time of the year to do it. Uh, you know, this is uh, you know our quote unquote slower time of the season. Uh, granted, you know we're still doing some cover crop stuff. There's some FE4Rs in the shop that need to get pushed out here um, before. You know the middle of august and you know we're working through it but yeah it's just kind of kind of part of it and just gotta keep going with the punches and if you're able to step back for two days get an outlook from other people to kind of see what you can implement on the ideas of what they have and try to implement those into your dealership to make you more successful it it helps to do that you know once a year yeah the uh last couple weeks have been pretty good on Salford tools mm-hmm. um, we've moved a few of those yep. um, I sold a used piece down to Tennessee mm-hmm. um, with a cover crop seeder on it yep um, I know hunters quoting out some cover crop seeders mm-hmm. um, I know Cody's quoting out a 24 foot tool mm-hmm. uh, with a seeder yep mm-hmm. I, I sold a, a 2231 with hydraulic shanks there last week mm-hmm. so uh that'll all have to be done so we've got a lot of stuff to build i know uh that 25 foot vrt for uh uh kent kent mm-hmm. is going to be in i think this week yet this week or next mm-hmm. yeah you said it was going to be here in like two weeks yeah so that thing will be showing up here any day yep. so we're we're, we're swamped in the shop that's for dang sure yeah um so it'll be fun to get back and and help the guys get some of this stuff pushed out the door because it's going to be that time of year county fairs are going on our county fair starts here in a couple weeks mm-hmm. so that's always a fun time of the year yep but uh yeah overall crops look good on the way out and uh we don't have much rain in the forecast for for back home i think they're calling for rain sunday now yeah yeah i think there's a 50 or 60 percent chance but not good enough chance seems like we need about 150 or 60 yeah yeah um, for sure we need for, about a good full day of a nice real steady rain mm-hmm. that'd be for just sure. fine needs to that needs to happen all the way through uh august uh for for beans to to finish out so that'd be good um what about on the you know because this this podcast is actually a hunting podcast right yep 
Yeah, it is. So we it just, is. We, I don't know if Austin's aware of that, but oh, I am. I yeah. listen to every podcast. Well, every Friday. So yeah, this is a partial hunting podcast as well. We so. just we talk about equipment for the first yep. thirty minutes, and and then Dad probably quits listening to it. <laughs> then we start talking about hunting. I think he quits after the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. he gave up a long time ago. <laughs> He's like those ding dongs. Hey. They don't know what they're talking about <laughs> for sure. But for uh, sure, and there's a Hagee spread stretched out. Yeah, yeah, 120. Mm-hmm. Doing some beans. I would say fungicide for sure, on the bean side. But no, the only thing I want to talk about on hunting was a couple things. We've got <clears throat> some trail cameras out now. It's that time of year. Yep. Bucks are in velvet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're hanging around bean fields. It's easy to get some of them pictures right now. Although I'm a firm believer that the pictures that you're getting right now don't mean a whole lot because those deer once they drop their velvet they're going to be in a different location Mm -hmm. unless you get really lucky and and can catch one on a summer pattern there that first week of of october yep but the other night give you the old houdini slip the other night we did get a coyote on trail cam yeah uh would have been what tuesday night i Mm -hmm. think it was yeah it was the first night that we got today's wednesday it would have been monday night. monday night yeah we had a coyote at midnight on trail camera mm-hmm. and uh that boy's days are numbered in my opinion yeah well he's don't, at least gonna get called in don't you start it, don't you start he'll get called in he'll get shot at i can promise you that now <clears throat> now you gotta hit him well see that's the problem hey you know what i i don't want to hear it okay if you want to try to take the liberty of shooting the gun you can try to shoot the gun but i would i would love to try and shoot one but i just but then that means you got to be the one calling them in and i (laughs) i don't know if we can do that either true you know the funny part about this is, is we always listen to a podcast usually anytime we're going on a long trip and we were able to listen to some of it before you got a phone call there and just kind of talking a little bit about coyote hunting a little bit and calling and whatnot and yeah. I don't know I don't know I don't know if I've got confidence in you I, I I'm not sure yeah I don't there's some double crop beans yeah I, I don't know uh, I'll have to I'll have to try my luck at it sometime um, but I, I tell you what it I understand how you can miss I mean you you start uh, you start on that call ripping on some coyote howls and just that call alone sends shivers down your spine then you open up into like rabbit distress it's it's not even that i i mean some of that yeah but whenever you can get them to respond to it that's whenever it is like game on that is you're you're looking through the thermal yep scanning and all of a sudden boom you Got see one. that you see that one out there here he comes here he comes and you mute you mute the call here he comes he's charging in and this this predator is running right to you mm-hmm. and uh and it's like okay just wait for it wait for it and you want to get him in as close as possible but on the same hand those things are smart enough they're going to see you or they're going to wind you mm-hmm. at any second and when that happens it's over yeah. Um, if they wind you or see you, forget about it. You will not get a shot at them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're so smart. They're always going to come down, come in downwind. And so, 
you can count on the, them using their nose. Their nose is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we called one in there a few weeks ago mm-hmm. in a bean field. We were, we were actually calling to a, a cut wheat field. Yeah. But we called one in, and, man, that, that was fun. Mm-hmm. That one got away. Yeah, but, I uh, mean, we seen that thing from shoot he was he was out there i mean he was 500 plus out there probably yeah yeah i i you know guessing but i was shaking like a leaf oh man it was cool it was it was very cool but i couldn't see the end of your gun barrel but it had to just be bobbing the whole time just, just, oh I, I just yeah it's fun it's intense mm-hmm. so we're going to be doing some more coyote hunting here in the near future i hope Trying. yeah well see that's the whole thing is whenever it gets into later season deer hunting and we go bow hunting and then we go back out and then we go coyote hunting later that night and do some coyote hunting for about three hours mm-hmm. so that that's what i'm pretty pumped about i'm ready for the snow to fly and get that all on on the reins and it's it's pretty sweet to see a coyote in like a cut cornfield or you know something like that Mm -hmm. but yeah Yeah. it should be should be fun so yep um so why don't you talk about a little bit austin about the field day we sold a lot of parts at the field day yeah, very, very busy on that field day. Uh, a lot of Salford blades. Uh, definitely got my workout in that day. <laughs> now, uh, you're, you're talking about getting rid of... I think we, uh, even with the discount and everything, we did over $10,000 in sales on blades alone. Yeah. and uh, That's a lot of blades. Yeah. Um, I, I was a little sore the next day. And I'm like, man, why am I sore? And it's like, hey, you're thinking about bending over and be- picking up all those blades. Yeah. It, it's definitely... Uh, yeah, Definitely I mean, good workout. A, thir- a thirty foot five seventy, you're picking up fifty blades at a time, oh, yeah. and it's like, huh. yeah, we, yeah, we got a lot of, got rid of a lot of inventory during that field day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was such a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you can bring customers in, um, you know, I know a lot of them just wanted to come and maybe see the new shop. We had the ice cream machine rolling. Mm-hmm. We had food, of course, for everyone. Had some awesome demos. Had some of the Deutsch tractors out there running. Mm-hmm. Um, showed off the BBI Magna spread throwing uh, fertilizer 120 feet wide. Mm-hmm. Strip till units. Um, those are fun. Kind of name it. And we, we tried to have it out there at least, you know, gearing up for fall yeah anyway you yeah. know some of the products that we would will be able to offer for fall and stuff like that and had some good demos it didn't rain like everybody thought it was going to everybody was worried about it raining and yep it it didn't rain thank you uh you know thank the lord but yep. uh yeah it was a it was a good week uh you know we had all the software guys out and so it was good it was good uh, camaraderie and uh, just good team building because Seth was Seth was uh, in town for it, and then you know of course our 
our territory rep Dave Gunkelman was in town with us and uh, oh, he did all the work yeah oh yeah he definitely did yeah and you dang well know he ain't gonna be listening to this so we can talk about him all we want <laughs> so <laughs> but, this will be the one he listens to yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter he knows <laughs> <laughs> now in the following week after that we had the Deutsch uh, power tour yeah and that brought in quite a few more people than I thought it would yeah that was good. It was a good turnout. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we even sold stuff during the power tour. Yeah. Yeah, that, that ride and drive event was pretty awesome. You know, we had a lot of customers curious about those tractors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to have more, a lot more videos and stuff of those things coming down the line. I'm, I'm more and more impressed every time I get in one on the design features and uh, what those things have to offer. We're going to be trying to do a bunch of demos with those here at silage season uh getting them on uh maybe some pole type choppers getting them on some silage wagons uh some dump wagons and uh showing some guys uh what those things are all about what they can do and uh how they're built uh and and geared towards uh what they do we we ran into quite a few doit dealers out here this dealer summit yeah i was i was pretty impressed Uh, a lot of guys had nothing but good things to say about them Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't hear one bad thing about deutsch the whole time we were there Mm -hmm. yep yep everyone talks about how good their engine is Mm -hmm. you know their engine is in a lot of skid loaders too yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah they they make really good stuff they're Mm -hmm. they're not a mainstream tractor um but I'd, I'd put them up against anyone, especially on the price point. The yeah, price yeah. point, they they blow some of these tractors out of the water. The, the utility side of things is where, you know, those tractors are very price point competitive. And they've got all of the options that you could ever want on a nice utility tractor, you know, under that 150 horse uh, horsepower range so i mean yeah and they go all the way up to over 300 <clears throat> yeah so yep. yeah and a lot of the dealers they even hit on the customer service from deutsch i mean mm-hmm. yeah even like their parts website it's so user friendly it's it's an amazing amazing tool to have mm-hmm. yeah that's what i was going to ask austin you're a lot more familiar with the parts side of deutsch what's that like oh it's uh just playing around with it for right now um but it is very user-friendly. Um, basically, on that website, I can find out if that part's even in the U.S. So I, then, right there, I know if it's going to be back-ordered or not. Mm-hmm. And that's very helpful. To, you got a customer calling, well, I need this part. Well, some of these dealers that we have, you don't know if, if it's available in the United States. You could have a, a two-week wait from Canada. Right. You know, if it gets yep. stuck at the border, I mean... You know, you think it's only going to be four or five days. Well, two weeks later, you're still waiting on it. Right. To where Deutsch, it's uh, it's very, very user-friendly. It's it's all broken out down there. Um, and then I know that they even get a shipment in overseas. I think they said uh, once a week or maybe twice a week that they do uh, big shipments coming in. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as long as they keep it keep it coming, then I think we'll be set on parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they get it coming across the pond. Uh, I I know here in like 2017, 18, 19 time frame, uh, they built, they acquired a warehouse that is just north of Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, they've got 
that thing stacked up to the bone in parts so that way it's easier for the dealers to access their parts so that way they don't have a guy down because you know silage season coming up and a guy breaks down and he's trying to chop silage uh, <laughs> he doesn't want to be down longer than what he has to be so being able to have the availability to get that stuff to us in a pretty quick manner yeah come and, as long as it's still in georgia we're right. looking at maybe three three to four days of us receiving it as mm -hmm. long as it's placed at that time or, or next day air yeah. too to get it to us you know it, it it's going to be probably a three-day transit by the time it takes a ride on the brown truck or the brown plane but uh yeah it it it's definitely uh, from a salesman standpoint and a, a parts manager standpoint in your position that it brings a lot of relief to the company as far as that. Yeah. Yeah, there's no guessing. Mm -hmm. It's, well, you'll see it in two days. Yeah. Well, then you got your customer calling. Well, you said it was going to be the two days. Well, you didn't realize that that part was back ordered, you know. Right. To where now we have a general idea of what they have to where we can let the customer know hey mm -hmm. they didn't have it in the united states we'll let you know as soon as they come in yep. they'll ship to us yep and and that's that's one thing that's really nice about their parts lookup tool basically if you have any idea as far as what that part is even connected to it gives it a good breakdown it shows you the layout shows you how long it should take you how to you know it tells you gives you a rundown on how to fix it so uh it's it's very 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 helpful and a very resourceful tool that they were able to implement there on yeah. their side of things they said they spent a lot of time on the mm -hmm. service side and it shows yeah i mean adam if you ever get a chance to play around with the website you need to yeah yeah i i did some messing around i I think I placed the first Deutz order for some parts the yep. other day, and yep. uh, Ashley kind of helped me through it a little bit, but we were kind of toying around with it, and just how they have it all broke down and laid out, and it doesn't matter what model of tractor it is, as long as it's in that system, it shows you the breakdown, how to fix it, what the steps are in the process, and gives you the part number and tells you how many you need and what to order. Yep. So it's a line we're excited about. Yeah, it'll for sure. uh, add diversification to our portfolio, <laughs> and uh, it'll add some some shop time revenue, and yep, and uh, it, it'll be good all around. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know what else you guys want to talk about. Anything? Well, we're about twenty minutes from home. Yeah. So that that's nice. Yep. A good four and a half hour drive and we're almost home, so But Adam's drove it all. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Adam Adam's driven it all and we Austin and I didn't even make it to the actual dealer mind summit. Yeah, they were sleeping the whole time. Yep. I mean those were some nice hotel rooms. I don't mm -hmm. know why you want to leave. Yep. Right. This is true. Yep. Bed, for sure. Beds were comfy. Mm-hmm. We ate like kings. Oh yeah. It was good food out oh, there. Oh yeah! If mm -hmm. anybody is up in the Bloomington area, they need to check out the uh, the brass pig. Oh, the yeah, brass that was pig. phenomenal. That was good. Yeah, barbecue joint. Man, it's uh, it's it was definitely based around some college kids. It actually reminded us of a bar in Columbus that we used to go to quite a bit and get food there and stuff like that. But yeah, it was a it was a great place. It was 
It was a lot. It was very, very good. Yep. Would highly recommend. Yep. Got to hit up the brass pig. Yep. But there's Mikhail Baylor. Yep. Well, other than that, I'd say we're good for this podcast. Austin, appreciate you jumping on. Thank mm-hmm. you. Not that you had a choice. No. <laughs> Um, it was either that or you're going to sit back there in silence. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you take the hog ties off now? Yeah. Yeah, after we're done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, we're headed home. Going to hit the ground running tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yep. Catch Thank you, you later. Thank you.